Chapter One of Aunt Jane's Nieces in Society. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Aunt Jane's Nieces in Society by L. Frank Baum. Chapter One Uncle John's Duty. You're not doing your duty by those girls, John Merrick. The gentleman at whom this assertion was flung, in a rather angry tone, did not answer his sister-in-law. He sat gazing reflectively at the pattern in the rug, and seemed neither startled nor annoyed. Mrs. Merrick, a pink-cheeked, middle-aged lady attired in an elaborate morning gown, knitted her brows severely as she regarded the chubby little man opposite. Then, suddenly remembering that the wrinkles might leave their dreadful mark on her carefully rolled and massaged features, she banished them with a pass of her ringed hand and sighed dismally. It would not have mattered especially had the poor children been left in their original condition of friendless poverty, she said. They were then, like a million other girls, content to struggle for a respectable livelihood and doubtful position in the lower stratas of social communion. But you interfered. You came into their lives abruptly, appearing from those horrid western wilds with an amazing accumulation of money and a demand that your three nieces become your special protégés. And what is the result? The little man looked up with a charming smile of good-humoured raillery. His keen grey eyes sparkled as mischievously as a schoolboy's. Softly he rubbed the palms of his hands together as if enjoying the situation. "'What is it, Martha, my dear? What is the result?' he asked. "'You've raised them from their lowly condition to a sphere in which they reign as queens, "'the envy of all who know them. "'You've lavished your millions upon them unsparingly. "'They are not only presumptive heiresses, but already possessed of independent fortunes. "'Ah, you think you've been generous to these girls, don't you, John Merrick?' "'Go on, Martha, go on.' You've taken them abroad. You took my own daughter, John Merrick, and left me at home. You've lugged your three nieces to the mountains and carried them to the seashore. You even encouraged them to enlist in an unseemly campaign to elect that young imbecile Kenneth Forbes and... Oh, Martha, Martha, get to the point if you can. I'm going presently. Not until you've heard me out. You've given your nieces every advantage in your power save one and the neglect of that one thing renders futile all else you have accomplished. Now, indeed, her listener seemed perplexed. He passed a hand over his shiny, bald head, as if to stimulate thought and exercise bewilderment. "'What is it, then? What have I neglected?' was his mild inquiry. "'To give those girls their proper standing in society.' He started, smiled, then looked grave. "'You're talking foolishly,' he said. "'Why, confound it, Martha, they're as good girls as ever lived. "'They're highly respected and... "'Sir, I refer to fashionable society.' "'The capitals indicate the impressive manner "'in which Mrs. Merrick pronounced those words. "'I guess money makes folks fashionable, don't it, Martha?' "'No, indeed. "'How ignorant you are, John. 
can you not understand that there is a cultured aristocratic and exclusive society in new york that millions will not enable one to gain entree to oh is there then i'm helpless you are not sir eh i thought you said listen john and for heaven's sake try for once to be receptive i am speaking not only for the welfare of my daughter louise but for beth and patricia your nieces are charming girls all three with the advantages you have given them they may well become social celebrities hmm would they be happier so of course every true woman longs for social distinction especially if it seems difficult to acquire nothing is dearer to a girl's heart than to win acceptance by the right social set and new york society is the most exclusive in america i'm afraid it will continue to exclude our girls martha not if you do your duty john that reminds me what is your idea of my duty martha you've been talking in riddles so far he protested shifting uneasily in his chair let me explain more concisely then your millions john merrick have made you really famous even in this wealthy metropolis in the city and at your club you must meet with men who have had their entree to the most desirable social circles men who might be induced to introduce your nieces to their families whose endorsement would affect their proper presentation nonsense it isn't nonsense at all then blamed if i know what you're driving at you're very obtuse i won't agree to that till i know what obtuse means see here martha you say this social position that the girls are so crazy for but they've never said anything to me about it can't be bought in the next breath you urge me to buy it Phew! you're a thoughtless silly woman martha and let your wild ambitions run away with your common sense mrs merrick sighed but stubbornly maintained her position i don't suggest buying such people not at all john it's what's called uh, uh, influence or 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 pull pull is a better word martha do you imagine there's any value in social position that can be acquired by pull of course it has to be acquired some way if one is not born to it as a matter of fact louise is entitled through her connection with my family <laughs> i knew your family martha he interrupted an arrant lot of humbugs john merrick don't get riled it's the truth i knew em on her father's side louise has just as much to brag about and no more we merricks never amounted to much and didn't hanker to trip the light fantastic in swell society once though when i was a boy i had a cousin who spelled down the whole crowd at a spelling bee we were quite proud of him then but he went wrong after his triumph poor fellow and became a book agent now martha i imagine this talk of yours is all hot air and worked off on me not because the girls want society but because you want it for em it's all your ambition i'll bet a peanut you misjudge me as usual john i am urging a matter of simple justice your nieces are lovely girls fitted to shine in any sphere of life she continued knowing his weak point and diplomatically fostering it our girls have youth accomplishments money everything to fit them for social triumphs the winter season is now approaching the people are flocking back to town from their country homes 
fashionable gaieties and notable events will soon hold full sway the dear girls are surely entitled to enjoy these things don't you think aren't they worthy the best that life has to offer and why shouldn't they enter society if you do your full duty once get them properly introduced and they will be able to hold their own with perfect ease give me the credit for knowing these things john and try to help your nieces to attain their ambition but is it their ambition he asked doubtfully they have not said so in words but i can assure you it is their ambition because all three are sensible spirited young women who live in this age and not the one you yourself knew a half century or so ago mr merrick sighed and rubbed his head again then he slowly rose morning martha he said with a somewhat abstracted nod at his sister-in-law this is a new idea to me i'll think it over End of chapter 1